0: Hi, welcome back to my podcast. This week we are once again talking about Sylvia Plath, this time her poem titled Ariel. If you remember from last week, Plath had dealt with an ongoing depression for most of her life. She killed herself in 1963, and this poem was published in 1960, like Colossus. It's just good to keep that in mind when reading any of her poems. This poem specifically. Is about her childhood horse and using it as a metaphor for her depression. Uh, the title is actually an allusion to her horse because her horse's name was Ariel. Um, yeah it's about to be 840 and I'm really tired so we're just gonna get into it. Uh, the first stanza Plath starts describing what she's seeing and how she's in the dark which is probably a stable with her horse because she's riding her horse. And then she comes out into the light and it's daytime and it's bright and it's blue. And there's a mountain, which is a probably a symbol for her obstacles and dealing with depression. And because a lot of times people will say, oh, overcoming a mountain, climbing over a mountain, whatever. I don't know the exact phrase, but it's just a thing that people used to describe getting over hard times and stuff and then the next stanza she's kind of describing her horse and she says how one we grow which is saying that she's one with her horse but it's also saying how she is one with her depression how even though you know it's not a great thing and it's it's just she's stuck with it she can't do much about it and it's part of her so yeah and then the next stanza is just her going through the woods and splits and passes that's just her getting through obstacles different hardships um which is her depression and you know just everyday with depression that's just everyday life small things anything can be hard with depression i'm pretty sure and the next stanza is talking about berries cast dark hooks and That's really interesting. That's her. She uses a lot of a lot of times she'll use an enjaminate style of writing and Right here she does she says berries cast dark hooks, and that should be one line but instead hooks is its own line to put more emphasis on it and it's just super interesting that she uses that style because it's really specific and I mean, it's not super common, but she uses it quite a bit in her poems and yeah, and she, but anyway, the berries, she's describing them as eyes saying like she's she's personifying them in a way and feeling like she's watched and then the next stanza is her saying black sweet blood mouthfuls shadows something else and that's i think that's her saying that she's eating the berries and they have thorns they're making her bleed i'm not literally but um just eating not eating <laughs> um taking things that seem maybe pleasant and then they're not exactly what they seem to be And, or maybe not even actual things, just people thinking that some people are nicer than they really are and end up getting hurt. Like maybe example, for example, her husband, who she had an abusive husband and she, she was married to him. So I'm sure at first she didn't think he was what he was. So I think that's interesting. And then the next part of the poem, this next stanza is she's just talking about her horse jumping and it's like she's flying and her horse is just carrying her and it's also the way it's written. It, you can tell that it's about her, her depression kind of dragging her, kind of pulling her through her life. And she uses, in this stanza, she uses the enjaminate style. She uses it in all of the stanzas, but in this one too. I was just pointing it out. Then in the next stanza, she is talking about, she brings up a reference to Godiva, which was a. I forgot, it was a woman though that you told us about Mr. Scott, who went through the town naked on a horse, and I think that's just her way of saying that she feels like that Godiva woman. She feels free when she's on her horse. She it's talking about how she's going at a fast pace. Um, And she uses like a parallel there, dead hands, dead stringencies, stringencies, anyway, um, yeah, I think that's good, I guess, I don't know, and then, uh, the next stanza is her saying that, I think it's just her saying how she feels powerful on her horse, and not just her horse but when on days that she's able to conquer her depression not exactly conquer it but just conquer it for a day um or even an hour a minute any time at all it makes her feel powerful and then the last bit of the poem is she uses this metaphor referring to herself as an arrow and she's she's precise as the arrow and I I don't know I think that's just her talking about how even with her depression she is able to have some small victories or even some big victories but just she's able to still deal with it and live her life and not be the typical oh depressed can't do anything can't have any accomplishments at the end she she says into the red and then she skips to the bottom of the line because in Jaminate writing style I the cauldron of mourning and really the end I think It can be interpreted in two ways it is either her because she obviously did not she killed herself so it one would probably assume that she did not ever completely conquer her depression but I think throughout the poem it could just be the it seems to me like the course of a day and she's just getting over her depression and one day in the eye of the morning, the cauldron of morning or whatever is just her getting through a single day, you know, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, getting, getting past one struggle or it could be interpreted cause it's hard to interpret it in just one way. Like it's just hard to contain it into one single box. So I can also see it as her, the cauldron of mourning being her like happiness. And for her, that was probably death. You know, being dead, killing herself, fresh start, clean slate, no more worries, no more having to deal with the everyday life, all the things that make her life hard and unhappy. So. I think it could be really either of those, um, but yeah, let's get into some of the act stuff. Yeah. Okay. The audience, I think she wrote this for people who needed some inspiration, some, someone who needed to have that motivation to get out of bed, to go do something that they've been wanting to do to just to motivate themselves. Um, And I think it's really, I mean, it could be for anybody, but I think this poem would really help women who can relate to her in some way, because at the time it was depression, wasn't super, not everybody was talking about it, you know, people, especially women, being a woman with depression, people probably called her crazy, you know, thought she was mad or something. So she, if other women who had depression at this time could read it and have some reassurance that they were not alone in their struggle, I'm sure that would have made Plath happy to know that she was helping somebody else like her. And I, I think that's part of the reason why she wrote it, but I also think she wrote it to reflect on her childhood, you know, her old horse, and just to inspire herself to have her happy ending, you know, start off in the dark and in the light of morning, um, and I think I think a common theme in this poem is transformation and reminiscing on adolescence, which happens to everybody, even me, you know, being 16, I'm not old, I'm not, I haven't lived my life yet, but it's still is easy to look back and say, oh, I wish I was still in kindergarten and stuff like that. So everybody can relate to the theme of looking back on their childhood and missing how things were, knowing that you can't go back to that and also transformation because she gets through all these obstacles and at the end it feels like oh she's a new woman or not woman it could be for anybody a new person um yeah so and I think it's just the the tone is really hopeful inspiring it has some dark spots where the tone shifts a bit to kind of Um, tense I guess Uh, depressing a little bit but it the the tone overall is pretty light it's pretty hopeful which is very different from a lot of her poems that don't have happy endings but she, she at this poem she has her light at the end of the tunnel and I think the audience really feels this because, you know, we're happy for her even, even if she, if the interpretation about the light at the end of the tunnel being death, it's still, you can't really be sad reading this poem because she's happy with what how her life turned out and, or maybe not, but um, she, reading this poem, the audience, does feel pretty happy I would think um, for some for most of the poem she uses an illusion the illusion of her horse the illusion of um, going through the woods the morning and it's all just going to her childhood and the metaphor of her horse being depression, and obviously the engeminant style of writing is a really important one that she uses throughout this poem. And also imagery. She uses lots of imagery when talking about the um, the berries, the sweet blood mouthfuls, the hauls me through the air. The foam um, to weak, litter of seas, melts in the wall, do that flies, all of that. It's a lot of imagery. So, yeah, I really like this poem. I also like Colossus because I thought it was cool how that one, just talking back on this one for a second, you'll have to keep listening. But I thought it was cool how that one had a It like stuck to a theme in a way like dealing with her father and This one just Was and they both ended kind of similar Having the morning So I really like that But that's all the time we have for today It is almost nine o'clock and I'm tired. So Good night